to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change wow. your whole life. What an amazing life. song. We hope you're ready to and hear from wow, God and be impacted Christ by this message. Christ is risen! Come on! Come on! I don't know where you're watching this. You might be in your bed right now watching this, but Christ is risen. So maybe you should rise. And Wow, I don't know what's happening in your life right now. I don't know if you're going through a good time or it's a bit tough. But what a joy we've got to talk about this morning. That Christ is risen. Hope is alive. Hope is alive. Wow. Wow. Well, how are you guys doing? How's everyone doing? I am... We've had kind of like slight easing of lockdown. Um, If you're watching this in your front room, how's that been going for you? Amazing thing about having people around in your garden is you don't have to hoover your front room. Isn't the Lord good? You can still have most of your house in the minging state it is and you can have friends around and you got oh people are not enjoying that um, my wife's not going to enjoy that because she hoovers the whole house I cook the food that's the best way I don't do that either I don't do very much the other great thing is is that people have started to go back to work they've started to have this thing called being late for work again Wow, people are actually kind of realizing they've got to get up and get going. So for a lot of people, they started back in offices and stuff. And I heard this and I absolutely love it. I heard this. The best excuse ever for being late for work. And this guy said he was really, really late for work. And when the boss was on his case, he said, I was sleeping and I had a dream that I got up and went to work. That is awesome. I want to applaud that guy. Because how can you argue with that? And who in your house is the most likely person to kind of come up with an excuse like that? Is it like, who is the person that was like, yep, that's them. That is them. Well, listen, I am so excited. I feel like I've got a word burning inside me. And I just want to read these most amazing words in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 1. This is what the Bible says. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciple, He has risen from the dead. 
and is going ahead of you. Oh wow, there you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. My message today is rising joy. Rising joy. I find it fascinating that the woman once they had got to the tomb and they had seen that, wow, you know, the angels are speaking and saying, you know, he's not here, he has risen. The Bible says that the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Afraid yet filled with joy. Run away emotions, run away emotions. I love this because, you know, they, they'd heard from the angel that the stone had been moved, but yet they still had a mixture of emotions. They were afraid and yet full of joy. That is interesting to me because you see, just because the stone had been moved, just because now the tomb seemed empty to these women, that did not suddenly mean that everything was okay. They had these mixed emotions. They were afraid, yet full of joy. You see, I'm speaking to people all over Nottingham, maybe even all over the world, and I'm saying to us that lots of us have got mixed emotions about lockdown easing. You know, for some people, they think, wow, you know, everything's suddenly easing up and it's all going to be great now. It's all going to be fine. But for a lot of us, we know that we still carry some sadness. We still carry some sorrow. There might be some people that are feeling they've got re-entry anxiety. It's like everything's beginning to open up again and I don't feel ready for that yet. There's some people that are beginning to feel anxious and nervous. And there are some people that are feeling hopeful and bright. Lots of us are struggling with mixed emotions. Many of us are feeling, wow, I don't know how to make sense of the last 12 months. Some of us are feeling like, oh, I wish I'd done more with lockdown. I don't know if you've met anyone yet who's learnt four languages and built a house and now they've got a swimming pool in their back garden because they had a few months free in lockdown. I despise you. Yeah? I learned how to eat in lockdown. I learned how to eat a lot. That's what I learned, yeah? Just eat, keep on eating. Fridge, fridge, fridge. No, you see, I know... A lot of us have got mixed emotions. We don't fully know how to make sense of it. Maybe you feel a bit of sorrow today. Maybe you've got sorrow in your heart because of someone that you've lost or someone who's been absolutely hit sideways by this virus. 
And these women, they were afraid yet filled with joy. And I find these words fascinating. That you can be afraid and you can be full of joy. Because you see, I want to say something to you today, friend. I want to say, you see, happiness is tied to circumstances. But joy has an eternal perspective. You see, it feels to me like happiness is something that like, you know, if everything is going okay, then I feel happy. If everything's good, if my work's good and my relationships are good and everything's good, I'm happy. But wow, joy has a heavenly perspective. These women, they were afraid just because the stones rolled. It doesn't make everything make sense. It doesn't seem to all work out. But they were afraid, but yet they were filled with joy. Oh, friend, whatever is going on in your life, and I know I'm speaking to people, we've got a broad sense of what is happening. If you are going through a tough time, you can be full of all kinds of troubles, but you can have joy this morning because we do not get our joy from whether things are going good or whether things are going bad. We get our joy from a heavenly perspective that Jesus is alive, that hope is alive. Wow, whatever you're going through today, whatever is happening in your life, let me tell you, the stone has been rolled away. God is on the throne. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. And you are loved. Wow. You see, sometimes I'm happy because things are going quite well. One of my kids is doing good or Wow, we've got a bit more money coming in. I'm happy. But joy is a deeper perspective. It's not tied and connected to how things are going. It's an eternal perspective. Allow whatever's happening, friend. Allow the resurrection joy to lift you up this morning. Allow the resurrection joy to lift you this morning. That whatever challenges you face, whatever difficulties seem to be going on, whether life in this next six months coming up seems so uncertain, don't tie your happiness into circumstances, but have a heavenly perspective that we are full of joy. Hallelujah. These women... They were afraid, yet filled with joy. They were running. Their emotions were running with them. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person that will admit to this. But wow, this year my emotions have run away with themselves. I have had all kinds of stuff going on in my head. But I want to be somebody that has a joyful outlook. That allows the resurrection joy to lift them up. Wow. And here these ladies are. And they're running. And they're like obviously afraid and they're talking and we've just seen these angels. And then, wow, look at it. It just says the woman hurried away, afraid yet filled with joy. They ran to tell the disciples. You can imagine they were talking to each other quickly. They're like, wow, the stone's been moved. What is happening? We saw Jesus getting crucified just a couple of days ago. What is going on? And then the Bible says, 
suddenly, Jesus. Suddenly, Jesus. He met them. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Oh, friend. Whatever emotions are running away with you right now, I'm believing that some of us on this Easter Sunday, we're going to have a moment where suddenly Jesus. They had knowledge. They had knowledge of the resurrection power. And then suddenly Jesus. And then they had experience of the resurrection power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're sitting at home and maybe you can work it all out theologically and maybe you've read some historical facts and you can work out the whole thing that happened on Easter Sunday. You have got a knowledge of the resurrection of Jesus. But friends, what we believe is that it's not good enough just to have a knowledge, a head understanding of what happened on that day. What we want to have is an experience of the resurrection power. An experience for you that the same power that conquered the grave lives inside of you. Wow. I want to believe that for some of us today, we're going to have that moment where it's like, wow, the resurrection power is living inside of me. Now, I wanted to... uh, kind of put up a picture in a minute. Now, just before we put that picture up, I just need to explain something. Um, For all those people out there who love, love Dormouse, right? You love Dormouse. You're addicted to them. You love them. You care for them. You do not want to see a Dormouse get hurt. Let me tell you, no mice get hurt in this next story, yeah? I just feel like I've got to make that clear. So, I don't know if we can stick the picture up, but... um, what happened during lockdown is that one like little greedy dormouse managed to get itself into a bird feeder. I don't know if any of you heard this story, but this dormouse managed to get into a bird feeder and it had an absolute feast. It had a feast. But the problem with this dormouse was that once it had eaten so much, it had got itself so fat and so big that it was then not able to get out of the way it had come in. That is awesome. I love that. It's just eating and eating and eating. And it's like, oh, I've made a mistake here. I actually cannot fit out of this bird feeder. Wow. And um. I, there we go. I don't know if it's there. You can see its little eyes and it's, oh. As I say, no mice get hurt in this story, okay? This dormouse is eating so much. It's got so big. It now cannot get itself out. It is trapped. It is trapped. And, um, you know, I was like thinking about this. And I was thinking about like so good a picture of what our sin does to us. We indulge and we think we're free and we think we're amazing and we think we're fine and we're doing our own thing and we're far from God and we're angry and we're full of lust and we're full of jealousy and we're doing all our thing and we're just indulging and then we get so big that we realise, ah, we're trapped. Trapped 
in our own sin. And the amazing thing about this story was that they had to get some experts to come along and the experts were able to get, the, get a hole into his bird feeder and the mouse was able to get away. And I would love to say it ran off, but I don't think it ran off. It kind of wobbled off, yeah? <laughs> Probably having a little bit of a breather now and again. And, you know, we are living in this thing where Jesus at the cross, he broke the power of sin. And when the resurrection happened, Jesus had broken death and he had broken sin. And sometimes we hear those words and we think, well, what does it mean? Well, this is simple terms now. Is that dormouse was trapped and there was no way out and it needed something on something outside of itself to set it free. And that is exactly the same as us. We get trapped in our sin. We get trapped in our sin and you can read a self-help book and you can try and be a better person, but we'll never get ourselves free. We need something that is above us and beyond us and that is God sent his son Jesus and Jesus came and he defeated, he blasted a hole through sin so that we were able to escape and be free. Hallelujah. People wonder why we get excited about the Easter story. The great thing about this story is that God made a way for you and for me to be free. Wow. I am so excited that there may be our people watching today and you've maybe stumbled upon this Easter story. You're on this Easter service and you're maybe just having a little look and I want you to know this, that the Bible says that all of us have sinned. We've all messed up. We're all like that dormouse. We're trapped in our own sin. But wow, God has made a way for us to be free. Jesus died on the cross so that we, at the end of this service, we can pray a prayer and you can know what it is to be free from your sin. And wow, found in the arms of God. And what an amazing new beginning on this wonderful Easter Sunday. As we're all celebrating that he has risen, you actually are applying the resurrection power into your own life and knowing what it is to be set free. And you can also celebrate with us that Christ is risen. Hallelujah. 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 You see, these women... They'd have got a mix of emotions going on. It was all happening. And they were running and they were talking and they were like nervous and they were trying to work it out. And then suddenly Jesus met them. So I'm going to be honest. I don't really know any other way to preach than being honest. So a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, I, got, I just got really down. I, I'm, I'm a preacher. I normally, I'm traveling the world telling people about Jesus and I've spent the year in my loft and I've been speaking to a phone and I've got preaches out and I've done all kinds of stuff and, but I found it really, really hard. And about two weeks ago, I'd done some work and I got some really disappointing news back from the work that I'd done and it, it wasn't encouraging. 
And I was really, really down. I felt absolutely rubbish. And I'm looking at my bookings going forward and they're not any good because churches don't know what they're doing. And, and I, I'm there and I'm just really discouraged. And then I have a conversation with my wife, Tamsin, amazing woman. And I'll never forget the conversation because she's trying to encourage me and she's trying to say, Mark, you've got this inside of you. And I'm just swatting it away and I'm saying, Tamsin, it's rubbish. This is garbage. I've tried my best for a year to keep my head up. I've tried to keep going and I don't know how to do it anymore. And I honestly, and I kept swatting away her encouragements. And then I just went and I had a little sit on one of our little settees up in the loft and I just started to have like these little tears roll down my cheeks and I was just like, oh God. I went forward to preach for you. I, I said that was my calling and I found this year hard and I'm feeling so discouraged. I'm feeling down. And I know that other people have had it tough and I know that other people have lost people and I know that it's been bad for a lot of people but God, I'm just, I'm just dumb. I'm just finding it a bit hard. And as I sat there, I had a moment where suddenly Jesus, suddenly Jesus met me in amongst of the mix of trouble and difficulty and good bits and bad bits and bits that I've got right and bits that I've got terribly wrong, suddenly, Jesus. And I got captivated by his presence again. It's not about me doing, it's about me being Jesus. And I got some faith in my soul right now that wherever you are whatever's going on whatever mix of emotion whatever mix of trouble that you can have a moment right now a suddenly Jesus moment that whatever's going on wow Mark you don't understand it's been so difficult it's been so hard it's been uh, there's good bits and there's bad bits and there's I feel so sorry full about and there's bits that I'm like delighted with and we're full of emotion and then suddenly Jesus Jesus met them wow you're in your front room you're in your living room you're in your bedroom wherever you are right now I'm speaking to your soul right now and I'm believing right now that you're going to have a suddenly Jesus moment right now. I'm going to ask you that whatever's going on, whatever mixture of emotion, whatever trouble, whatever trial, maybe this morning on Easter Sunday, maybe you could rise up, maybe you could stand up where you are and you could have a suddenly Jesus moment. Suddenly Jesus. He changes everything. The woman were looking and they're like, wow, Jesus is alive and he's here right now. And in your situation and in your trouble, Jesus is alive. Oh, I'm going to say it again. 
There are people in the front room, their bedroom, their kitchen. And I'm asking you right now, wherever you are, that you would stand up right now where you are and put your hands out because we're going to have a moment. There are people around this room that maybe you need to stand up and have a suddenly Jesus moment. Suddenly Jesus. Suddenly Jesus. Suddenly Jesus. Suddenly Jesus. Oh, there's a woman watching the screen right now and you health is completely broken and devastated and you're watching the screen but now in this moment suddenly Jesus he's alive the angels fall down and worship the risen Christ he is alive death has not defeated him sickness and illness cannot take him down sin cannot break him he is alive hallelujah suddenly Jesus in that moment Jesus He came to my heart. My circumstances didn't change. It wasn't a magic wand. Everything wasn't suddenly all good. But I had had a moment with Jesus Christ. Suddenly Jesus. And you're maybe full of all kinds of different emotions. But we come. Jesus. worship him and they worship him and the next thing these women are there and they're sobbing and Jesus says go and tell go and tell and you know what Jesus speaks to us today and he says go and tell go and tell you know lots of people at the moment talking about how church is going to regroup and reorganize all friends I want to tell you the world is broken and hurting it is aching through this last year it has been so troubled and people just want to hear something good and Jesus says go and tell go and tell the disciples what has happened and Jesus gives this order to us today that we would go and tell who could you share this good news with in the next week who could you give a little story to in the next week listen to this guys there was a young teenager 13 years old from Dublin he was out he was going to the shop for his mum and he saw a guy on a bridge about to throw himself off a businessman about to throw himself off the bridge to kill himself And this young teenage lad, he's thinking, what? I'm a young kid. But this young lad, 
he goes, he goes over to this businessman and he doesn't even have great words. He uses these three words. Are you okay? They're not amazing words. If a man is about to throw himself off a bridge, it's pretty likely he's not okay. This is, are you okay? And this businessman just begins to blur out all his trouble and this young lad says, well, I don't have any of the answers to that, but I know what you're about to do is not the answer. And somehow this young teenage lad gets his man to come off the bridge. And as I'm speaking to you, church, you know, our world is beat up, broken, devastated. They don't know where hope is coming from. They're like feeling pretty lost. And we might look at our words and feel like they're inadequate. We might look at our words and think they're only small. But that little lad, are you okay? He managed to get the guy off the bridge. We might just say a couple of words of hope this week that might turn someone's life around. Jesus says, go and tell. Hallelujah. And these ladies, they went running to spread the news that Christ is alive. Wow. I wonder wherever you are, if you could bow your heads in prayer. I wonder, as within this wonderful presence of God, I wonder if you, or maybe someone has just realized that you are trapped in your sin, your mess, your rubbish. And you've tried all kinds of ways to get out, but you're not getting out. You're trapped. But Christ died for you. He rose again so that a way could be made for you to be free. So I'm going to say a simple, tiny little prayer. And I'm going to ask you that you pray this wherever you are. And that God will hear it. This is the little prayer. Jesus, I've messed up. I'm stuck in my sin. But you died for me to make a way possible that I could be free. I'm sorry for my rubbish. And I pray that I would run into the arms of God. Thank you for your forgiveness. Amen. I'm believing that people all over have prayed that prayer and will know what it is to be set free this Easter. Well, you know, I'm going to be handing back in a minute, but I would love to pray for everyone. People in the room here, people all over the city, people all over the world. I'm going to ask you to stand where you are that we would experience the resurrection power this Easter. I'm going to ask you that you raise up your hands. I'm going to ask you that even in your front room, you'd raise up your hands. Oh, your kids might be watching you and people around are looking on, but your hands are raised this Easter because wow, suddenly Jesus, suddenly Jesus, He came and He changed everything. He came and He brought peace. He came and He brought hope. Suddenly, Jesus, hallelujah, He is risen. Amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.